Mr. President, thanks so much for being with us this morning. There's a lot going on in the world. I want to start with Ukraine uh, and the back and forth over sending uh, uh, jets to Ukraine or getting them from Poland, the MiGs, and then getting them over to Ukraine. It appears that this administration is fearful of Vladimir Putin and his designation of uh, our entering into the war, depending on how he feels that particular day. Well, I think the administration is snake bit, and they have for a long time, because this is a war that should have never started. We shouldn't be going through what we're going through. All these people dying and viciously dying. And, and it, it's uh, just so, so sad to watch because it was so unnecessary. This would have never, ever happened under the Trump administration. And now they don't know what to send, what not to send. I was the one that sent the tank busters, as you know. I was the one that sent that. They sent blankets. They were talking about Obama and Biden sent blankets. And I sent the tank busters. But. Uh, I was the one, the javelins, they call them, and uh, the stingers for the planes. I was the one that sent the equipment, and without that, they wouldn't wouldn't have had a chance. And now they're fighting hard, but our country has not been of much help. Well, what what about the fact that it appears that, you know, Putin decides that if we send certain planes uh, uh, beyond the MiGs, that, you know, it is a declaration of war. What, what, how is it that he is able to cow this administration so that they're fearful of even doing their nuclear exercises for fear that he might see that as a, uh, a declaration of war by the United States? Well, and then Biden keeps going out and talks about them as a nuclear power. He should be saying we're a nuclear power and uh, we should not play games with it. He'll say that we can't do this. We can't do that. Why, they are a nuclear power. Well, we're a nuclear power, too. In fact, I rebuilt our entire nuclear arsenal. I hated doing it. But for just this moment, you need that. And we have brand new weapons. We've renovated our weapons. They were 45 years old. The people didn't even know if they worked. Now we have the best in the world. And, and you know, spent a lot of money, a lot of time on it. And I hated doing it, but we had no choice. Well, there is peace through strength. Obviously, I mean, if we've learned anything from history, but could this have been avoided? Could this whole thing have been avoided? Should have never happened. And Putin knew with me. I knew him very well. And uh, Putin knew with me that he can't do it. I told him, can't do it. Uh, don't do it. What? What, what uh, is Putin's statements that I'm not going to go on now? I will tell you maybe at some point, but. I'm not going to go in now, but he knew that he couldn't do it and he wouldn't have done it. He absolutely wouldn't have done it. He's lost respect for our country. Right. He's lost a lot of respect because of, I believe, the incompetent withdrawal. The way they withdrew from Afghanistan was so bad. And I think he sat back and President Xi sat back and they watched it. And even now, they're not doing the right thing. You have people in Ukraine that are starving. We right. could get food into them. You have cities right now, they're starving. They've been totally cut off, and we're just not doing anything. We're doing, I guess, as little as possible. And, you know, there's a side that says that's okay, but you got to get food into these people. We have a lot of people that are starving to death. They have no water. They have no food.
Well, you know, the sad part of all of this, and I think it was a turning point, was when they hit the the maternity hospital. I think that's when everybody kind of stood up and said, uh, you know, this is this is unacceptable. And now the U.N. says there are credible reports of cluster bombs. Uh, You've sat with Putin. You know what the man is like. What is he looking for? Well, I think he was looking to take him over in two days, and that hasn't worked out well. So I think he's right now very much cornered. And, you know, when somebody's cornered, they react one of two ways. They give up or they do things that are far worse. And, I, you know, he's got a big ego. I, again, I know him very well. And I think it's hard. What's going on now is hard. I understand he's gotten rid of a lot of his generals. Uh, he had that ridiculous right. 40 miles of tanks and other things, and a lot of them were shut up by the javelins that I was able to right. get to Ukraine. And I think he's embarrassed because this was supposed to be over in two days, and this well, is not over. This this may never be over. Well, and that's the question. I mean, what is what is Putin ultimately looking for? Is he looking to claim the Donbass area or is he looking to take half of Ukraine and make it like a Berlin? I mean, what do you think his goal is? The problem is he's so far in that almost any deal he makes is going to make him look bad. He's gone so far in. And, you know, many of these cities have been practically leveled. Right. You've got to rebuild all these cities. You're talking about trillions of dollars. The damage has been done, but he's so far in. He could have made an okay deal just prior to the war. He could have made a deal and would have saved face for himself, could have done something. But, you know, they were looking to do something. But nobody ever thought that uh, this was going to happen. Would have never happened, should have never happened. Uh, Putin is in a very bad position in many ways. Now, he'll continue to go forward and continue to get more and more ruthless. And you right. mentioned the bombs, but I, he, they also talk about the gas bombs like they used in Syria. These are horrible, horrible bombs. When they go, when they, when they're detonated, there is, they're just violent. They take them out. The lungs start burning. People die mm-hmm. a, a horrible death. And they're talking about that, too. So there are things that he can do that, I mean, there are signs of them already. But there are things that he can do that are unspeakable that maybe he'll do. Look, I, you know, it's very hard for him to give up or it's very hard for him right now to negotiate anything. Very well, hard. is that because he wants to save face or be, what, what do you think he thinks? Well, largely the- because of that. I mean, it's hard for him. He wants to save face. He's got a, a tremendous ego and he wants to save face. He never thought this could happen. He never knew that his tanks were going to be blown up routinely as they drive down a, an area. You know, look at these tanks. These are powerful machines. And, and then you see them getting blown to smithereens. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing, actually, Janine. And what? he never thought this was going to happen. He took a long time getting ready. And, and they also were getting ready. And, you know, they're good fighters. The Ukrainians are good fighters. And very interesting when you... When you look at their longer term strategy, they're giving rifles, good rifles. They're giving these rifles to potentially millions of people so that, you know, you have 47 million people. And if you take a million of them or two million, they could certainly handle rifles. So you're going to have a two million person army in there once even even if they got through and made some progress militarily. You're going to have all these people with rifles. It's going to be very, very hard 
taking over that country. And they have great spirit. Right. Well, you know, and that's the whole point, that even if Putin gets in there and takes over uh, Kiev in the next maybe 48 hours, he seems to be surrounding it. I mean, you're going to have an insurgency. The Ukrainian people are tough. They're fighters. Uh, and, you know, can Russia occupy that area? Can they afford to? I mean, economically, uh, ha- aren't they hurting right now? Yeah, not the way it's going. They can't. Uh Everyone thought they'd go in very quickly, they'd occupy and put it back into Russia like the Soviet Union. They wanted to rebuild the Soviet Union, with a, probably with a different name in all likelihood. But they wanted to build, rebuild the Soviet Union. And that's what this is all about to a large extent. And then you right. say, what's the purpose of this? They had a country. You could see it was a country where there's a lot of love. And, you know, we're doing it because somebody wants to make uh, his country larger or he wants to put it back the way it was when actually it didn't work very well. And I, it's just a terrible situation. So many people are dying. So many people will never recover right. from what's taken place over this two-week period. And he's not doing well. He was going to walk in. He was going to take it over very quickly. They were going to march in and just walk right through. And they got bogged down. And, you know, the uh, the javelins have been brutal because they've been knocking out these tanks and clogging up the roads. and stopping the caravans and you know they have a 40 mile caravan it couldn't move well you know what's amazing mr president what's amazing to me is you've got this 40 mile caravan that that's barely moving it's amazing to me that there isn't any way to just take out the caravan i mean they're like sitting ducks there uh well i've been surprised also uh i actually uh i gave them some ideas I've been very, very surprised that they haven't taken it out in its entirety because now it's already broken up. You know, they're breaking it up into smaller sections. It makes it more difficult. But, you know, for a week, for a week and a half, you had a 40-mile caravan was stuck. And I'm a little surprised they didn't wipe it out. They hit it pretty hard, in all fairness. Well, you know, I'm I'm hearing, Mr. President, that some of these uh, tanks there of gas and there's sub-zero temperatures right now it's getting yeah. very cold there that those yeah. tanks can literally turn into a uh, into a refrigerator or freezer and if there's no yeah. gas and they've got no food i mean they literally are sitting in a freezer the russians it's very cold now russia has always used cold to its advantage napoleon his army froze germany their army froze because they went in and they didn't make it in this case, the one thing I can say is you're going to be getting warmer as opposed to colder. Uh, they didn't make it because they missed that little window of opportunity, pretty big window. But Napoleon's army froze, as you know, and uh, Germany, they won by freezing. But right now, freezing is not helping uh, the Russians. So is there anything is there anything, Mr. President, that Zelensky could have done differently or should have done differently? Was this all about NATO? Well, I think that what happened is that uh, he really reacted well under pressure. You know, I had a very good experience with him because with mm-hmm. the fake impeachment, right. he backed me 100 percent. He said Trump did nothing wrong. The president did absolutely nothing wrong. So I had a very, you know, he could have said, oh, I felt threatened or some nonsense. <laughs> but there was no threatened from that call. It was ridiculous. It's just another Democrat hoax. But so I had a very good experience with him. He said, no, there was nothing done on that call that was wrong. There was nothing inappropriate said on that call. That was a very good thing for him to say. It was the truth, but that was a very nice thing of him to say. 
And he didn't have to say it, but he did. So I had a very good experience with him. And I think he's doing an incredible job. Of, but you know, but with should he have done anything differently? Could he have done anything differently? Well, he was trying to get people to do things. I mean, again, I did a lot because I gave them a lot. I gave them a lot of weapons. But uh, that stopped with Biden. And now you see they don't even want to give the airplanes, the old Polish airplanes. The MiGs, they right. They call them the Soviet era airplanes. Right. And they don't want to do that. You know, it's sort of weird because they give them javelins. They give them other things. But for some reason, they think that airplanes are a step too far. Well, that's because Maybe Putin they draw, drew the Poland line. Putin but, drew the line. You know, he said that's an act of war. Yeah, well, they say that. But, you know, but in the meantime, we give drones, we give a lot of other things. And that's not an act of war. And they're more effective than a 40 year old airplane. How does this so, all end, Mr. President? Uh, nobody knows. Should have never started, most importantly, because all those people that are dead and destroyed uh, and all that, those, those incredible places that are just destroyed mm. buildings, historic buildings. But, uh, Janine, nobody knows. But uh, Russia is not doing well. And, and frankly, look, Ukraine is how do you recover from something like this? Their mm -hmm. cities are knocked down and obliterated and it's going to continue. Just something that should have never started. And let's talk about what Xi Jinping is thinking now as he watches the United States essentially cower to whatever definition Putin determines is an act of war. Uh, and uh, what is he thinking now? It's good for me now. I'll go take over Taiwan. Well, it's a double thought. So originally, I think the first few days he would have said uh, he's going to do it. And I think he po probably will anyway, because he watched the, the Afghanistan mm -hmm. debacle. But but uh, originally he was going to do it. Now he's looking at the problems that Russia's had in, you know, that it's not that easy. In other words, doing it is not that easy. Now, you're talking about a much bigger country. You're talking about, uh, you know, a, a tremendous power. I think it would be harder in a way harder for Taiwan. Yes. than it is for Ukraine. It would be harder to escape the jaws. But I think he is looking at the kind of resistance that's being put up and saying, well, wait a minute, maybe I'll slow it down a little bit. I think that a week ago he was all ready to go. It was going to be after the Olympics, so the Olympics is gone. But I think he's watching what's happening with Russia and maybe he's saying this might not be such a good idea. And by the way, Taiwan's watching also. Right. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of tricks being learned right now that haven't been thought of before or certainly not not where it's on television every night. So he's watching it and he's seeing that it's not so easy. Uh, but but Putin is in a very embarrassing position right now because this was supposed to go fast, surgically, deadly and over. And that's not happening. And a lot of people, a lot of Russians are being killed. A lot of Russian soldiers are being killed. Well, you know, and I understand that uh, he's firing his uh, generals now over some of the invasion yeah. losses. But let me just segue in the last minute or two that we have uh, to the issue of oil. And uh, we obviously were energy independent when you were president. We were net right. exporters. Uh, and now this this administration is looking to talk to uh, governments that they don't even recognize, like Venezuela, to get oil from a dictator uh, and and 
also ignoring or tra- the Saudis are ignoring them. Uh, and now they want to go to Iran, which is licking its chops and saying, great, I'll get a nuclear, uh, I'll get a good nuclear deal out of this because they need my oil. <laughs> what a mess. And who do they have negotiating with Iran? Russia is negotiating for us. Exactly. Do you believe this? Yeah, they're sitting Russia. at the table. And right. China is helping. So we have <laughs> Russia and China negotiating a deal for the United States with Iran that should not be made. I broke that deal up because if you make that deal, Israel is going to be in big trouble. I don't think Israel can allow that deal to happen. There How can they Israel. stop it? Well, they're going to have to do something because I don't think Biden's going to stop it. He wants to make the deal. If that deal happens, one of the biggest things, you know, I gave Jerusalem and all of the things I did for Israel with the moving the embassy and making Jerusalem the capital of Israel, all these things I did for Israel. The most important thing I did was breaking up the Iran nuclear deal. Mm -hmm. And now they want to put it back in a weaker form. It's going to be even worse than the first deal they made Mm -hmm. and also pay them billions of dollars. The whole thing is crazy. And they have Russia is negotiating the deal for us with the help of China. Can you imagine what those negotiators from Russia and China are saying? They're saying these have to be the dumbest people in the world. We can't believe it. So well, they'll dumb. make this horrible deal. They're desperate to make a deal for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And we had them in a position that if I we look, uh, the election took place. It was a rigged election. If I won this if I was in position right now, there would be absolutely a deal right now with Iran. They were ready to make a deal. They were so ready. Now, all of a sudden, China's buying a lot of oil. They're becoming rich again, and they're very arrogant. They don't even want to meet with the United States. But we would have had a deal within the first two weeks after the election. With whom? Easily. With? We would have had a deal with whom? We would have had a deal with Iran. Right, right. We would have had a deal with Iran within two weeks after the election. I actually said, let's wait till after the election. They were willing to make a deal. They were ready to make a deal. It would have happened within two weeks after the election. Now they've got their mojo back. They're much richer right now. Right. China's buying massive amounts, many, many millions of barrels of oil. And... It's a whole different story. Yeah, China is so stepping in now to fill f- to fill the void. It's almost like there's a realignment of global powers. Would you say that, Mr. President? Well, Iran has become much stronger because Iran now is making a lot of money with the oil. Uh, actually, Russia, you know, in many ways is looking very foolish, but the price of oil is certainly helping them. They, you know, it's the highest price ever recorded. You saw the other day; it's the highest price we've ever seen. Right. So right. that probably makes up for a lot of the sins but but uh, they've got a lot of other problems there's no question about it well mr president uh we appreciate your being uh on the show this morning and uh, we thank you for your insight and uh, there is no question that uh, if you were president uh, we would be energy independent and not running around the globe trying to find oil so we thank well, you that's for- true and i'll always be on your show janine anytime you. you do a show i'm there okay <laughs> thank you thank you mr president <laughs> thank you have a great much. day thank you take care you too bye-bye